If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Well, hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Willie Lawson, and this is The Morning Report, a production of Fight Back Media Network. Uh, <clears throat> I trust that you are well. It has been we are experiencing our winter here in um, here in West Central Florida. Uh, it was in the 40s two nights ago, probably in in, in the low 50s last night. Uh, I told you when I woke up the, uh, yesterday, if, if you listen to the program, the house it was like at 68 degrees, 69 degrees. Uh, my heater was my my thermostat was set to turn on if it got below 68. Well, it never did in the house. Uh, it is 71 in the house. Now, I know people keep their house 71 all the time. Anything hotter than that, people think, oh, my God, it's burning up in here. Well, it, it isn't. It's a little chilly. I've got a T-shirt on, a little thermal shirt underneath it. And you'll probably hear the, the heater come on when it gets down to 71. Because so, we don't <clears throat> keep our house that cold. Uh, this is First of all, this is Florida. Uh, where we live here because we like to be warm. We enjoy the warmth. Yeah, my um, 
I have a, a clock here, a little Avon clock. Uh, yeah, Avon, Avon. We sell Avon at my house. Uh, and we bought this clock, golly, years ago. And it says that the indoor temperature right now is 71 degrees right where I'm sitting. And I'm sure some of you would be incredibly comfortable there, but nah, I'm a little chilly. <laughs> oh, crazy day yesterday, huh? Huh? Yeah, um, <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of stuff happened after I left you. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about um, the end of the Kamala Harris uh, bid for presidency. Well, actually bid for the Democrat nomination. And um, she ended her campaign yesterday. And one of the funny quirks that went along with that, which actually just makes me giggle. Um, we're also going to talk about a, um, a community in suburban New York, upstate New York, I'm guessing, that canceled the Tarzan play. We'll tell you why they were going to do Tarzan the musical, the Disney thing. Yeah, we're going to tell you why they couldn't do that, why they decided not to do that. Uh, we're also going to talk about something that's near and dear to all of our hearts this time of year, Hallmark movies. I mean, if you ain't watching Hallmark Christmas movies, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you ain't watching Hallmark movies while eating the Chick-fil-A that you bought Saturday night, what the hell is wrong with you? Just saying. Okay. Anyway, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, I, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being with us all over the world. We've got um, listeners in Ireland. We've got listeners all over the world. And I appreciate every single one of you. Um, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for, um, for supporting us. If you are, if you'd like to, please, I'd love for you to do this. If you're listening somewhere around the world, wherever you hear this program, wherever you hear it, if you would drop me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com and just put in the, um, it, it doesn't have to be a, you know, an epistle, just put in the subject line, heard you in Nova Scotia, heard you in Ireland, heard you in uh, Germany, heard you in that's that would be very very cool. That would that would be very very encouraging to us. I heard, or I heard you on Spotify, and I was in Bug Tussle, Tennessee. All right, uh, and if you know where Bug Tussle is and the importance of Bug Tussle, send me an email. I may have a prize for you, probably not, but I may have a prize for you. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll be back with more of the morning report right after these messages. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today.
This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. You know, um, it is, and I mentioned this yesterday, I'm going to mention this pretty much every day, come to my attention that um, when you are a gentleman of a certain age and a certain status, there are some things that you need. Um, you know, and, and you really need your own um, barber, you need your own your car mechanic, you may even need your own handy guy around the house, maybe there's some chores around the house that you just don't do anymore, like you don't climb up on the roof anymore. Will does not climb up on the roof. If there's some stuff that needs to happen on the roof, I got to call somebody. I got to call a guy. <laughs> I got to know a guy. Because um, I don't, I will not shimmy my fat butt up on a roof. That's just disaster waiting to happen. Um, yeah, I, I remember when I fell out of a tree holding a running chainsaw 10 years ago. Dumb. Dumb. Uh, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and the thing that I don't do anymore is I don't call 1-800-anybody. I don't, um, 1-800-Flowers, I don't call, I don't get online and call, you know, go to www.flowers.com. I don't do that. I have my own florist. That's right. I have my own florist. Just like I have my own barber. I have my own florist. My florist is, my florist is Christine Vasconcello of Bloomingdale's Flower Shop. Uh, Bloomingdale's Flower Shop is located here in Tampa at 11618 North Florida Avenue. Here in Tampa, Florida, um, the number there is 813-933-1942. And there's a new shop, new, new, like a year old, um, over in, uh, up in Pasco County, which is just north of here, um, Bloomingdale's Flower Shop West, 6835 State Road 54, Newport Ritchie. The number there is 727-232-6900. Um, we're talking about a member of the FDD Flores family. Great, uh, I mean, great uh, flower arrangers. We're talking about uh, Florida certified flower arrangers. Um, national uh, notoriety uh, from FDD Florist year after year after year after year. And um, call them directly. Call them directly. If you're sending flowers to me here in Tampa Bay, do not go to 1-800-Flowers. Or, or go online to www.flowers.com. Call Blooming Days Flower Shop. You can call toll-free at 800-330-3287. Or you can just call the number because there ain't no such thing as long distance anymore. Um, 813-933-1942. Tell Christine that you want to send flowers to Willie. She knows where I am. You will get the, you will get the best arrangement and the best service. <laughs> 
That's Blooming Days Flower Shop. www.bloomingdays.com. All right, folks, listen. It just, you know, <laughs> some days, some days it just gets silly. Some days it just gets silly. Um, <laughs> it just does. It just gets silly. I um, woke up this morning, as I often do, to a local uh, radio program called AM Tampa Bay. And one of the sort of throwaway stories they had was uh, about this uh, New York high school that's canceling the production of Tarzan after a few parents complained about the source materials, implicit racism and imperialism. The drama club at, at Alexander Hamilton High School in Elmsford, New York, will instead hold auditions for a musical adaptation of of um, a musical adaptation of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Uh, the Journal News reports that the Drama Club at Alexander High School in Ellsburg will instead, I, I, I just said that, uh, School District Superintendent Mark um, Biaco says parents who came forward were concerned about students of color playing Simeon characters on stage. Edgar Rice Burroughs first published, of course, Tarzan in 1912. Modern day critics, people who people who impose today's values on things that happened a hundred years literally more than a hundred years ago. Because they just can't let it go. And they have to make themselves themselves relevant and what they talk about relevant in every bit of history. Somehow they they see everything through the lens of racism. Again, Edgar Rice Burroughs first published Tarzan of the Apes in 1912. So modern day critics have noticed that have noted the racism and colonialism suggested by the tale of a white man coming of age in a hostile African world. Okay, so you know, you guys kind of kind of get the story, right? Um, Tarzan was 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 lost. He was a baby, and he was raised by the apes. It's a stupid thing, but he was raised by apes, right? And he became their and he, and, and he became their champion. Now he couldn't speak English or whatever, but he but he became he kind of became their champion. Um, don't know the story. Fought lions, protected the apes, um, because they were his family. Respected, respected. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. It's respected nature, all that stuff. And um, of course, in and in the movies, um, another kid showed a kid showed up that he called boy, and then a woman showed up later that he that was Jane, that sort of fell in love with Tarzan. It was this stupid ass thing, um, but. Um, Parents there in New York said, this is racist. And somehow they were afraid. Now, 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 listen to me carefully because this is super important that you get this. You get what I'm saying. These parents were afraid that the black kids would be cast as the monkeys. 
Why would they have that fear? Why would that be your natural inclination to think, oh, they're going to do, you know, they're going to do a story with, with apes in it, so they probably will cast my kid as a monkey because he's black. What the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why can't you think what they ought to do is cast my kid as Tarzan? Or Jane? Or boy? Why why would they cast your kid as Cheetah? Now, they're not doing... Now, now I I go back up. Now, the school is not doing the original 1912 story. They're doing the Disney adaptation. The Disney, friggin' Disney adaptation of Tarzan. Cartoon crap, right? Why would you think, why would you even, why would you, and what would you say out loud? What I'm most afraid of is that you'll cast my kid as a monkey because he's black. Now, if this school district and school is as sensitive racially and the and um and about equability, you know what, and, and about be, about being equitable and and what makes you think that it would be okay that some some teacher would cast your kid as a monkey? There are monkeys in the play. I'm sure this makeup. I'm sure that there'll be white kids cast as monkeys. Kind of like Roddy McDowell was in Planet of the Apes. Most of the people in Planet of the Apes who were actually, most people in Planet of the Apes were white, by the way. Um, They didn't do Planet of the Apes with an all-black cast. (laughs) As a matter of fact, most of the people, 90-plus percent of the people in Planet of the Apes were white. Hmm, Makeup didn't care again it was 70s I guess that movie came out but I mean seriously how dumb do you have to be I mean stu- how stupid do you have to be and this is why schools fail because Biako who's the superintendent said that the decision to replace Tarzan was part of an effort to be equitable in everything the district does Now, you know what just happened and what he said. You know and I know that they don't go together. You know they don't, those things don't go together. You know that those things are completely separate. Equi- you know, being, being, showing equitability and being equitable in, in all dealings and not doing Tarzan because somehow you would be afraid. Now, it hadn't happened. It hadn't even freaking happened that you had the fear, the apprehension, that somebody would cast your kid of color, black child, as a damn monkey. Get your kids out of public school. Just get your kids out of just whatever you have to do. Just get your kids out of public school. Now, it uh, in a lot of ways, you know what, and, and not every. And not every public school is bad, you know what, educationally. They're not, you know, and, and, and I don't buy into that, that, you know, all these, you know, all these public schools are terrible schools. 
but get your kids out of public school. Do not subject them and you to that kind of freaking madness because it is just that madness. So you don't want to subject them, your children, and yourself to that, do you? I know, I, I, you know, I know that I don't. At my house, we um, we ate peanut butter and and, and scraped the bottom of the barrel um, to put my kid in private school for most of his um, schooling. He he didn't go to private school tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. He went to no ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. He went to high school, and basically because the school that he went to didn't have football, so he we moved him to a public school. Uh, but we kept a pretty tight rein on the kind of stuff that was being taught and the kind of stuff. I mean, we pretty much kept a, a tight rein on it. Uh, and it was, and times weren't as, and this was almost 20 years ago, wasn't as, what, 10 years ago, wasn't as stupid as it is now. This would not have happened where he went to school. Because this is stupid. Just, this is all ate up with the dumbass. So right now, the only the, the only choice you have is to get your kids the hell up out of private, uh, uh, out of public school. Put them in private school, homeschool them, parochial school, church school, something. We cannot keep rewarding this behavior with our children. We cannot just keep sending our babies into this crap. We can't be. We just can't keep sending our most valuable possessions, the things that mean the most to us, into this morass. Of more of of moronicism, we just can't. They must learn that they're going to have to change in order to receive the benefit of my kid. All right, uh, I'm going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the program right after these messages. We appreciate you greatly. Thanks for uh, thanks for dropping by. of the cold? You're tired of the taxes. It's time to move to Florida. And our friend, Gary Knight at New Homes of Tampa Bay is the perfect person to help you. You can just give Gary a call at 813-770-9452 or you can go to the website to look for your brand new home at www.newhomestpa.com Move to Florida. It's about time. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, The network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. 
That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. All right, so you want to know where to find us. You can go to, um, because you want to know, because a lot of y'all are still, you know, you're new to this, you're new to the whole podcast thing, and maybe you're like, well, I, you know, I just sort of happened across this, someone told me about it. Where can I go listen to more programs? Where can I get more information? You can go to, write, are you ready to write this down? I'll wait. Oh, you ready? Okay, I will, uh, I'll tell you. You can go to www.fightbackmedia.com. That's all one word, fightbackmedia, period, C-O-M, com. And if you get to that page, you can scroll down about halfway through and you'll see a, uh, a phonograph record. And that, if you click on the phonograph record, you'll be able to hear pretty much all the morning reports that we've done so far. And I believe this is 50. I got the numbers screwed up yesterday. I, I looked at it last night. I've, I've got the numbers screwed up. I believe this is 50. Um, with both me hosting and our friend Paul Swanson from the Swanson Report. That's Swanson, S-W-A-N-S-E-N, because it's Swedish, and he's a Swedish guy I know. So um, you can you can check us out there at um, Fightback Media. You can listen to all the po- all, all these podcasts that we do pretty much every morning. And you can also find us um, on Facebook at Fightback Media. And if you type in, if you go, go into Facebook and type in The Morning Report, You'll find us there, too. Any, any questions? If you have questions, send me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com, and I'll be glad to assist you in any way that I possibly can. All right, now on to the other bit of madness. Yesterday, yesterday afternoon, uh, Senator Kamala Harris decided that she needed to end her run for the White House. We, we'd already heard... Uh, but she had been whining, complaining, talking about um, that America was not ready for a black female president. Well, here's the problem. You're not running um, to America right now. You're trying to get the Democrat nomination to run for president. Uh, while all the while pretending, you know, this is the, you know I want to approach this a little, uh, uh, you know, in a few minutes and some of you aren't going to understand this at all, but some of you will, will understand it and you'll you'll scratch your head. You will, promise. Um, you're not running for president of, of, of the country at this point. You're running for the Democrat nomination. And your campaign isn't catching fire because the Democrats, the liberals, the, prog- the, the socialist progressives have decided that you're not the one. So California Democrat senior um, senator... Kamala Harris has ended her bid to become the next president of the United States. She says this, I've taken stock and looked at, at this from every angle and over the last few days have come to one of the hardest decisions of my life. Nobody wants me. Is <laughs> that what she says. Uh, my campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources we need to continue. We are broke. That campaign has been bleeding money for months. Harris stated in a letter um, posted at uh, at Medium, "I'm not a billionaire." Well, this I, I obviously what she was um, doing a little <laughs> at um, at Bloomberg. I can't fund my own campaign, um, and 
And as the campaign has gone on, it's become harder and harder to raise the money we need to compete. Why is that? She also says, in good faith, I can't tell you, my supporters and volunteers, I have a path forward if I don't believe I do. So to you, my supporters, it is with deep regret, but also with deep gratitude that I am suspending my campaign today. I love how they say suspending. It didn't say that, okay, I'm ending. It says I'm suspending, which means what? If things change, I can get back in there. Um, so again, this is, and and this is her been her problem. And this article is from our our friends at Town Hall. I think townhall.com. This is from Katie um, Pavlik, which you know is she's my, she's one of my favorites. Um, she's my townhall.com crush. Um, for months, you know Kamala Harris has, has struggled to. We have not have any had any idea what the hell what 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 does she stand for? What is she talking about? No, no, Kamala Harris has been, look at me, I'm black, I'm a black woman, I check off the boxes for you. The only thing that I'm not is gay, but I love gay people. I check off all the boxes. And she's non-threatening because she is, now this is a concept that some of y'all are not going to get. So just hang on with me for a few minutes here. There is in the African-American community. This thing between light-skinned blacks and dark-skinned blacks. Go with, just just hang on for a second. Now, I know that that, that for some people isn't gonna make any, isn't gonna make any sense. Now, for some of you who have already been exposed to this, you're going to start laughing soon. Um, I remember there was a sketch on Saturday Night Live when Saturday Night Live was funny. Julian Bond, who was light-skinned, and Garrett Morris, who was darker-skinned. Garrett Morris is blue-black. That's what we used to call him. Um, so black that he kind of had a bluish tint to him. And this and, and this is why Saturday Night Live can never be this funny again. Um, in the sketch that they were in, Garrett Morris is interviewing, this is fake, um, a, uh, a current affairs program, and Garrett Morris is supposedly interviewing Julian um, J- Julian Bond, and Julian Bond says this. Well, it's a well-known fact. No, he said it's a scientific fact that light-skinned blacks are smarter than dark-skinned blacks. Now, I'll tell you where I, uh, if I can give you a little background. I'll tell you where I heard that. I was on a band trip um, in college. And we were all we were all just you know watching the TV you know after imbibing, and when he said that, I just friggin' lost it. Now all my friends at the time, actually there was only one other black guy in the band at the, at the time, uh, an older trumpet player, Lloyd. We both busted out laughing. Well, because we knew the game, we knew that. That had been something that had been said in the community forever and ever and ever and ever. Um. <laughs> now, here's what Kamala Harris has been trying to do. Kamala Harris has been trying to pass as black, African-American. Pass? 
you may ask, what does that mean, Willie? Well, let me tell you. Uh, a lot of actors, singers, back in the early part of the 1900s, who were of African descent, but had like white fathers or even white mothers, and their fathers were black, that was probably the easiest, who were really fair-skinned, would be able to sometimes, if they colored their hair and straightened their hair, would be able to, quote, pass as white. If people didn't get too close to them, if people didn't know too much about their family, they were able to pass as white and be able to enjoy the privileges at the time, and there were privileges, to being white. So people tried to pass. Women could do this easier than men, obviously, and again, and a lot of times because of the hair. They were able to make the hair long and silky. They were able to apply makeup to downplay any of the negroid features the wide nose, the thick lips. They were able to wear clothes that didn't accentuate the big hips and booty that sort of come with the territory for the Negroid, right? Using, I'm using as technical terms as I can. So th there was this thing, and if, and if you don't know anything about it, please look it up, please. Look it up. Please go to DuckDuckGo and look it up. But in any case, so what? So this isn't completely interesting that that now Kamal Harris is trying to pass as a light-skinned black. He's trying to combine those two things because light-skinned blacks are thought of thought of as being less threatening to white people, and she's trying to garner the whole. But I'm. I'm a person of color, and I'm black, and and I'm a woman, and right. She's trying to be the light-skinned black. She's trying to pass as light as this light-skinned black. Um, she's light-skinned because her mother, because her heritage is Indian, Indian, Indian from India, and Jamaican. She's not African American. She's not black in the same sense that. I'm black, or Kevin Jackson is black, or Alfonso Rachel is black, um, or, or C.L. Bryant is black, or Ben Carson is black. She's not even as black as Barack Obama, and Barack Obama had a white mama <laughs> and an African daddy. So she's not as black as, in that sense, as Barack Obama. But she's trying to pass, again, look at the hair, um, as a light-skinned black, and she's wondering why her why her campaign isn't um, catching fire. It's because she is an empty shell, and the only history that she has is the history of her being attorney general in California, where most of the of the progressive liberal activists who are black that she spent most of her time there trying to lock up as many black people as she could. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture on the townhall.com website of a screen cap from, um, from CNN 
and it's a split screen between Tulsi Gabbard and Kamala Harris. They are damn near the same skin tone. As a matter of fact, Tulsi looks a little more, more tan and looks, you can't tell. You can't tell that one person is a white woman and one person is supposed to be a black woman. I'm, I just, for most of you, I just, I defy you to tell me the difference. I'm looking at features like nose. I mean, and, and it's just like, you know, it's like from the chest up. So you can't see hips and, and that kind of stuff. But you're just looking at their faces. You can see that uh, Kamala Harris is a little older in her face. But other than that, you can't tell there's something Tulsi Gabbard's race and uh, Kamala Harris's race. Kamala Harris ran on race. Kamala Harris ran on, uh, she, she was the, uh, what's his face? Uh, football player. Yeah, exactly. She ran um, that kind of campaign. An aide to Kamala Harris blasted the treatment of staff on the, on the, of the Democratic candidate's presidential campaign in a resignation letter this month. This is my third presidential campaign. I have never seen an organization treated staff so poorly, wrote State Operations Director Kelly uh, Mellenbacher in the November 11th letter, which was obtained by the New York Times. While I still believe that Senator Harris is a stronger candidate to win the general election in 2020, I no longer have the confidence in our campaign or his leadership, she said. She wrote the treatment of the staff over the last two weeks was the final straw and this very difficult decision. It is not acceptable to me that we encourage people to move from Washington, D.C. to Baltimore only to lay them off with no notice, with no plan for the campaign, and without thoughtful consideration of the personal consequences to them or the consequences to their absence would have on the remaining staff. Mellenbacher said in her letter, it is unacceptable that we would lay off anyone we hired only weeks earlier. It is unacceptable that that with less than 90 days until Iowa, we still do not have a plan to win. Well, because there was never going, there wasn't a, a plan. And the pl- and and basically because the idea was, I'm going to catch fire and people are going to donate to my campaign because I'm a black woman. And what they found out was that even on the Democrat side, pff, that was not enough. You had to, I mean, you had to have something. And they didn't have a plan. First of all, they plan to um, to go for, going forward in the campaign, let alone a plan for the country. Now, the cool, now one of the things that I find really funny as an offshoot of all this was that when and this is my other um, townhall.com.com uh, crush is is Beth Bauman. Um, she writes an article that lefties become hysterical once they realize, holy crap. The December debate will be all white folks. After Senator Kamala Harris, a Democrat from from California, announced that she was suspending her 2020 presidential campaign, lefties quickly took to Twitter to voice their outrage over the remainder of the Democrats' top-tier contenders. Their issues, those, uh, their issue, those who will be on the December Democratic debate stage are all white. Lauren Duca writes, tweets, 
Kamala Harris officially ended her campaign today, which means that all of the candidates who currently qualify for the December Democrat debate are white. Sanders, Warren, Biden, uh, Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, and Steiner. White supremacy is not just a Fox News problem, folks. Well, let me help you, Lauren. White supremacy is not a Fox News problem either. And this doesn't have anything to do with white supremacy. This has to do with this woman decided that she would run on race and not run on reason. And that didn't catch fire. Maybe with you, Lauren Duca, at Lauren Duca on Twitter. But that, that, that didn't even catch fire inside the Democrat, liberal, progressive milieu of, of moronicism. Judge um, Judge uh, Judge uh, Lejeune, Harris dropping out leaves Democrats with an all-white debate stage in December. Biden, Sanders, Warren, Steiner, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar. The Democrat Party has created a process with um, with includes um, which includes um, Steiner, but excludes Cory Booker. Congrats. What did Cory Booker have to do? They had to catch fire in some of the polls and they knew months in advance. Their standards was that they had to have a certain number in the polls in order to be considered because you you can't have 25 people on the stage. That's dumb. That's not a debate. That's a group interview and it's dumb. So Booker, because his campaign is based on race and not reason either, and what he didn't want to do was he didn't want to damage his his ability to run for Senate again, and neither did Kamala Harris. They had power in one hand; they didn't want to let go, and which is why and which is one reason why her campaign failed because again she had one foot in and one foot out. She wanted to make sure that she held on to, to a little bit of her power. She didn't want to give everything up. And end up losing the Senate race or Senate race as well later. So they want to hold on to one thing. So they're sort of reaching out for the other. So they're not fully committed. And and that's a problem you have when you have candidates who are already in office somewhere running for another office. And apparently it's racist that Booker and Castro didn't qualify the debate, even though they're polling similar to Steiner, apparently. Um, but everybody's polling crappy is a problem. Laura, Laura Bissett writes at L.E. Bissett, she, she tweets, very fitting that Kamala would drop out and the myriad of rich white dudes whose name people can't even remember are staying in. Lee Greenberg, she, she tweets, no matter your candidate, um, you have to recognize that you are going from the most diverse field ever in January to a potentially all-white debate stage in December is catastrophic. The implicit racism, implicit racism and sexism of electability is deeply damaging to democracy. Well, that's a highfalutin phrase, but it's stupid as hell. Now, the, 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 what bothers me is that I am in a position where I'm defending Democrats. These people didn't make it. These people didn't make it. They're not doing well. They're not doing well 
with Democrats, and didn't and doesn't really have anything to do with the Democrat Party at this point. It had to do with they're not making it with Democrats. They're not making it. They're not. They're they're they, they don't have good organizations. And part of the problem with having so many people is that the talent pool of of um, campaign people is diluted. You get a bunch of amateurs. Same thing happened on the Republican side last time. A bunch of amateurs. Uh, when you have, I think, great candidates like um, Ben Carson. Um, ben Carson's major problem was that he had amateurs working for him. Enthusiastic as hell, but amateurs nonetheless. Couldn't afford to pay um, real live professionals, but a lot of amateurs, a lot, a lot of new people getting in. What 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 was Trump able to do? That that organization was able to pay some of the top people. And Trump became the nominee and then eventually became the president. Even with sending out what's your face as sort of the face of the campaign at the time, you know, behind the scenes, all the pros were doing their jobs. All right, listen, it's crazy. Uh, we're, we're going a little long today, but I got to get the next article in. I got to get the next thing in because I found it on the Swanson Report page on Facebook. That's www.facebook.com slash the Swanson Report. Um, it is a um, an article that Paul found from PJ Media. Hallmark Channel is under assault by race hustlers and the LGBTQ cult as too white. Yes, too white. Now, you know, and like I know, if you're not stupid and not terrible and not a terrible person. (laughs) Yes, I sort of sort of phrase that like Democrats phrase that. So if you're not a terrible person, you know that it is Hallmark Christmas movie time which is the best time in Hallmark. So it's, it's great. We love Hallmark movies. Um, it's all, and I understand it's all the same movie. <laughs> they just bring different people in and put them in slightly, not too much, but slightly different situations where the big town people come back to the small town and the small town is better than the big city. And it's the same, it's the same thing. But here we have this intersectionality of the race hustlers and the gay patrol. Um, let's see who wrote, I want to give, uh, Megan Fox wrote this article on the 29th of uh, November this year. It reads, every Christmas season it appears that we have to endure listening to the race hustlers and gay patrol complain about one channel left in America that does not partake in um, an envelope pushing. They don't. The Hallmark Channel is not interested in pushing the envelope. They stay right there, you know, right behind. And they, they, they try to find the, the groove, the cut that is America at this at this point in time. The Hallmark Channel is really the last known entertainment that does not engage in the cultural wars. They don't push diversity. There are people, I mean, they, they sometimes have people of color, um, involved in their scripts, uh, even in lead roles sometimes, right? But they're, they don't put people in place just so they can say, look, we've got 
ten, we got fifteen percent of this cast that's gay, but blah, blah blah. They they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't just move to for the sake of pleasing the agitators. They um, and instead focuses on its demographics. They stay true to the people who like their programming. Who are those? White moms and grandmas. They stay true to their demographics. They stay true to the people who enjoy their programming, who normally watch their programming. They stay true to people who, who, who eat their food. They're not trying to please people who don't eat their food. Burger King and your impossible burger. What the hell is that? That's just dumb. Right? But these days, being white and enjoying things white people enjoy, like mayonnaise, I guess, is cause for concern and mockery. Um, the uh, Lee, who writes who writes this article, uh, Megan Fox, I'm sorry, uh, writes this article that says, I'm white and a mom, and Hallmark doesn't particularly appeal to me, except in the sense that I know I can turn it on and not be concerned that my children will be exposed to clown world morality morality and and it's on every other channel and it's safe and i think that that's the deal and that's what a lot of people black people indian people whatever like about hallmark you're not going to you can watch a hallmark movie with your grandma you can watch hallmark movies with your children and you're not what you're not going to going to find is just some some stuff that you don't want them to see you're not going to see two women tongue kissing at the end of the movie uh, because the whole idea was to get these two gay people together, and if you don't want to see that, if you, I mean, then you don't have to because what Hallmark is is isn't this type of stuff they produce. Now, on you can see that on almost every other network out there, except there, they're just not doing it. So, if you want that, see, this is the thing about the LGBTQ and some of the other race hustlers. If you want that. Go do it. It's, it's out there. If you want a veggie burger, there are a lot of places that serve them, that specialize in them, that serve a veggie a veggie burger, and they don't cook it on the same grill as they cook their meat. So you don't have to have that problem. You don't have to have a situation. You can actually go somewhere who that does that. If you want to see um, two men tongue kissing, then there are channels to go see those stories. There's, I mean, there's, there's more of those than there are the Hallmark Channel, as a matter of fact. There's no reason for the Hallmark Channel to change because if that's the diversity that you want, it's already out there. And, of course, the Hollywood Reporter has penned an article called Hallmark Channel Struggles to Give Diversity a Home for the Holidays. Well, it's not their damn job or duty to give diversity a home. This idea that diver- that it's diversity over everything is a ridiculous concept. In it, author Leslie Goldberg takes aim at white people liking to watch other white people as if it's some sort of mortal sin. While other networks are viewing the holidays with an eye towards inclusion, Hallmark is, devel- is delivering a dream of a white Christmas, just like one's audiences used to know. I doubt Goldberg would ever complain about the lack of diversity on, on BET, which, by the way, I happen to like. Well, actually, I don't like it. The author, Megan Fox, likes BET. Or, or, or Oprah. Oprah's coming up with her own set of Christmas movies that feature black people. 
But they don't fit. They don't. They don't feature any gay couples. Gay couples at Christmas? Hmm, no, they don't feature any gay couple. They. They. It's just, and it's just, It's the same formula. The same damn formula. But the cast are all black. So if you want that, it's right there. Oprah said, "This is what you wanted. I'm providing it." So what we have to do. Um, what we have to do is that we have to start understanding that this is what the race hustlers and the LGBTQAIPPLMNOPQRSTV um, people are trying to do. They're trying to upset the apple cart in the culture war to a point where uh, we, we are not going to be able to, to recognize where we are, who we are as a nation. And as, and, and as people, and, and in order to, or to do that, they must take away the idea that you have choice in what you do, that you can only subscribe to what they want you to subscribe to. You can only ascribe, ascribe to the thoughts that they want you to. And this isn't just for white folks. This is for everybody. Because, listen, I want to say, I, 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 I want to tell some of our black listeners that if you think that you are that you're in, in good standing with these people, it's just a it's just a minute before they decide that you know what black people don't that own doesn't have black people are BT first of all don't have enough gay people, so they're coming after you too. They're coming after you next. In the very same way, they, you know what, they, they, they're, they're coming after um, Chick-fil-A. In the very same way, they're coming after Hallmark Town. In the very same way, they're coming after everything they can to upset the cultural apple cart. But it was expected. We told you. It says so in the word. We knew. So none of you should be um, surprised by it. So you know what I'm going to do this weekend? going to watch some Hallmark movies. I especially like the Hallmark movie where uh, the family, I think it's called a family business where the family business is actually in, uh, at this place called, I forget where, forget where they call it, but um, the patriarch of the family is actually Santa. <laughs> and the workshop is actually Santa's workshop. And, and of course, this is their busy time of the seat. This is their busy time of the year. And they just keep alluding to that and alluding to that. And then you find out later at the end of the movie what you already had not only knew, but had hoped for that the lead character, Nick, was actually Santa. It's actually one of my favorite. It's my favorite of those of those movies. So in any case, uh, we got to get out of here maybe for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sake, y'all take care of yourself. This is Willie Lawson. This is our morning report. A, a, a production of Fight Back Media Network. Go to www.fightbackmedia.com. Fightbackmedia.com. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke. 
and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.